1: today. Are you ready? Hallelujah.
2: Lord, you are good and your mercy. Let's sing it again. All my life, and all my life you have been big. I want you to think about it this morning. And all my life you have the goodness of God, oh yeah, kindness leads me to repentance, your goodness draws me to your side. the goodness of God I will sing
3: the goodness of God Oh heavenly Father we celebrate your goodness oh, towards so us
2: presence,
3: You are good and greatly to be praised Yes
2: you are Lord We
3: magnify your name, oh,
2: your name
3: is great. In our lives in our hearts in this place in, this in our homes at I our workplace. Lord, be magnified, be glorified. worship the living God. Lord, we want people to see you. Master, we surrender to you.
2: Surrender, Lord.
3: We don't hold any area back, but we give it to you all fully, wholeheartedly. And we bless you, Lord Jesus. We praise you. We worship you.
2: You alone are
3: worthy, O Lord, to receive honor and glory and praise. Oh, what a glorious and wonderful Lord and Savior we have. Jesus, you're high and lifted up, Lord, and your train has filled this temple. And you're moving in our midst. You're here with us inhabiting our praise. You are our welcomed and honored guest, Lord, by your Holy Spirit, and we thank you that you speak to us. I have plucked you from darkness, and I have brought you into my light. I have given you my strength and my might. I have opened your eyes so that you can see a new sight. It is my desire that I direct you into my will. And you will never be empty. You will never be forsaken because I will be sure to fill you in every way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Well, you may have your seats. Thank you, Signature Worship Team. What a fantastic worship team. We are blessed. Well, we like to celebrate communion every second Sunday, and uh, today is Communion Day, and we like to participate as a family. I give you a little bit of a word on communion, and then we partake of it together. But uh, if you're visiting today, we're just we welcome you to Victory Christian Fellowship, and we're glad to be uh, amongst people of like precious faith. Hallelujah. Amen. In the Bible, in First uh, Corinthians, chapter six, starting with verse twelve, it talks about the body. And First uh, Corinthians six twelve, it says, "Everything is permissible for me." But not all things are beneficial. Everything is permissible for me, but I will not be enslaved by anything and brought under its power, allowing it to control me. You know something may be good for you, but you don't want it to control you. Some other translate the English Standard Version says, all things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be dominated by anything. The contemporary English version says it this way. Some of you say we can do anything we want to, but I tell you not everything is good for us. So I refuse to let anything have power over me. And then the Passion Translation of verse 12 It says, it's true that our freedom allows us to do anything, but that doesn't mean that everything we do is good for us. I'm free to do it as I choose, but I choose to never be enslaved by anything. And then finally, the Message Bible says, on verse 12, just because something is technically legal doesn't mean that it's spiritually appropriate. If I went around doing whatever I thought I could get by with, I'd be a slave to my whims. Ooh, that's powerful. So let's read on here and see what he says in this passage, verse 13, 1 Corinthians 6:13. I'm reading from the amplified. For food is for the stomach and the stomach for food, but God will do away with both of them. The body is not intended for sexual immorality. But for the Lord, and the Lord is for the body. See, my body body is intended for the Lord. Lord. Yeah, he built the body so that it could be his temple. All right? And uh, he wants to save, sanctify, and raise it again because of the sacrifice of the cross. Verse 14. God has not only raised the Lord to life, but will also raise us up by his power. If you're low, he'll raise you up. How many want to get a raise today? Amen? You can come here and get a raise. Hallelujah. Verse uh, 15. Don't, do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Am I therefore to take the members of Christ and make them part of a prostitute? mm Certainly not. I like it. The Bible asks the question and it gives you the answer. Verse 16. Do you not know that the one who joins himself to a prostitute is one body with her? For he says the two shall become one flesh. So be careful what you join yourself to. Because you will become one with whoever you join yourself with. All right. Uh, Verse 18. Run away from one who is united and joined. I'm sorry. But the one who is united and joined to uh, to the Lord is one spirit with him. Run away from one who is sexually immoral. Um, every other sin that man commits is outside the body, but the one who is sexually immoral sins against his own body. Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is within you? Hallelujah. Here's, here's whom you have from God that you are not your own. Verse 20. So you were bought with a price. have been bought with a price. You were actually purchased with the precious blood of Jesus and made his own. So then honor and glorify God with your body. Hallelujah. The Bible says in Isaiah 44 verse 22, it says, I have blotted out your transgressions like a cloud, your sins like a mist. Return to me, for I have redeemed you. I have bought you. I have purchased you. Hallelujah. He redeemed us. How did he do it? Matthew tells us in verse twenty, chapter 20, verse 28. Matthew 20, 28. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life a ransom for many. Jesus gave his life. We were kidnapped by sin, but Jesus paid our ransom. So now we are free from our captor. We are free from the dominion of sin. Colossians tells us, In whom we have redemption because of his sacrifice resulting in the forgiveness of our sins and the canceling of sin's penalty. Hallelujah. You've been, sin's penalty has been canceled in your life. Glory to God. See, now the debt against us is not just canceled, it's fully paid. Oh, hallelujah. Christ's blood. Or life was surrendered as a ransom by which deliverance of his people from the servitude of sin. You don't have to serve sin anymore. Before you met Jesus, you couldn't help it. But now that you know Jesus, you can resist it. Amen? And it does boil down to a choice. Right? And there's no temptation that a man faces that there's not a way out. God always gives a way out. There's always a secret door, a trap door, right? Hallelujah. So Jesus paid our ransom. He redeemed us. Sin devalued us, but he saw the value in us. And he made a transaction. It was a legal, binding transaction on the cross. He met every requirement for sin he took our punishment on him so that we could have his victory amen Amen. all right heavenly father as we approach your table today we are so grateful and thankful for your goodness of what you have done for us through jesus christ by sending him to be a ransom for us, Lord. Thank you for paying our debt. Thank you for freeing us from sin. Thank you for doing this wonderful work in Jesus' name. Amen. If you would, go and receive your elements uh, there in the back. And uh, come back to your seat, and then we'll partake of this together. Hallelujah. I'm going to be reading from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 14, hallelujah. I want you to think about what it cost Jesus to have all the goodness of heaven. If you're sick in your body today, you can receive healing right here, right now. Because he took stripes on his back that opened up his back, shed his blood, and he broke every curse of every sickness, disease, every weakness and infirmity known to man. And he provides healing and health and strength and restoration. So in Mark 14, verse 22, while they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it, giving thanks and praise. He broke it and gave it to them and said, take, this is my body. Mm which is broken for you, let us take and eat. You know, it amazes me how he's doing this and he's giving thanks, knowing what it means. His body is about to be broken. His blood is about to be shed in the most horrific, tragic way humanly possible. You know, Isaiah said his beard was ripped out. Imagine that. And he took the cup, hmm, and he gave thanks, and he gave it to them. And he said to them, this is my blood of the new covenant, which is being poured out for many. I assure you, and most solemnly, I will not take again of the fruit of the vine until the day which I drink it. in the new kingdom of God, let us drink. And I want you to praise God for your salvation. For your healing, for the help that he gives, for his faithfulness, for his goodness, for his kindness, for his forgiveness. You are forgiven. You are free. Hallelujah. You have been given purpose and assignment. Hallelujah. You've been restored to your original design. You can have fellowship with God. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. Glory to God. All right, we're going to make our confession, our new confession, focusing on some benefits of righteousness. Let's make our confession together. The The righteousness righteousness of God God comes to us as as we put put our faith in in Jesus Christ. Christ. Righteousness Righteousness is a gift the Lord has given given to those who trust in him as as Savior and confess Jesus as Lord. Lord. God God made Christ who who never sinned sinned to to be be the offering for sin
1: sin, so so that we could be made made right with God through Christ. Christ.
3: Hallelujah.
2: Through righteousness, we we are
3: acceptable to God, and we we are given given a new new nature nature that is is clean clean, and holy. Righteous transforms us in Christ. God God is is able able to rescue us. us. his righteous people from things that would overwhelm the wicked. We expect God's blessing to rest on us, and we believe our righteousness will release strength and favor to our city. As we pursue righteousness, we shall experience abundant life. As we walk in righteousness, we shall possess a lasting reward. We shall be filled completely with the fruits of righteousness that are found in Jesus, the anointed one, bringing great praise and glory to God.
4: At Victory, our vision is to reach out beyond our walls with the message of salvation, hope,
3: and inheritance, to proclaim the uncompromising word of God, to build a strong body of believers, and to encourage relationships in a loving atmosphere.
1: We activate God's word to go into all the world and preach the gospel to, to every creature. At, At Victor Christian Fellowship, we are inheriting, inheriting God's promises
3: and experiencing their, their benefits.
4: Amen. I wanted to share some stuff. Okay. So, uh, good morning, everyone. Welcome. <laughs> I uh, didn't share this last week because, you know, there was a snowstorm and you guys are watching us online, most of you. <laughs> That's all right. I wanted to thank everyone for their gifts to bless the children home. All of the items that you brought in, uh, like in the month of November, we um, were giving, you guys were bringing items that we created a list of things that the kids need at Bless the Children Home Orphanage. If you're visiting with us, um, we have an orphanage in Guyana, South America, where we have about 26 kids, and we have that is a something I inherited from my parents who passed away in 2018, and here we are. So um, they received four barrels. The items you gave fit in five barrels. So there is a fifth barrel being mailed as we speak this week sometime. And uh, in those barrels, we sent about 10 or 12 irons. We sent big pots, uh, jacks for the minibus they had. They had none of those things, you know, the, the jacks. Um, and the games for the kids. The kids were just like flabbergasted. And the staff, I sent some kitchen supplies, you know, things that you guys are the ones that participated and help with this, along with some of the donors for Blessed Children Home. Uh, the cost of shipping was quite a bit, but you guys all participated in that. and So I wanted to thank you very much. One of the rules of the country is that we're not allowed to take pictures of the kids. So I was not able to take pictures with the kids having a good time with all the stuff. And that rule is there because some of the kids in the orphanages in the country are in hiding. Um, They're there because, you know, people did stuff to them. So for that reason, they just have a blanket law that none of the kids that are in orphanages should have pictures taken at their place because then that will identify where they are. So, for that reason, that's why I don't show you pictures. Um, I'll find some creative way of showing you sometime, but we can't do it live. <laughs> so, but thank you guys so much. And give yourselves a hand. You did a good job. <laughs> uh, one of the things I wanted to mention uh, for announcements who's doing announcements today? Fascinating. I want to mention about the Women's Conference that's coming up in April 19th, I think. 19th and 20th. Um, if you're a woman, married or unmarried, you want to come this year, even if you've never come. I am writing my book right now that will go with the conference, and it's about building a house of peace or a house of purpose is what we're calling the conference. But um, as women, we're builders. If, if you're not even married, you're a builder. That, in the Bible, that's what you're called, Proverbs 14. And many women tear their house down and don't know that's what they're doing. And they think they're helping, but they're actually damaging. And it's good, it would be good to know what helps and what damages, wouldn't it? So I'm taking this conference this year. We're not bringing a guest in. I wanted the whole time so we can have some instructions, right? Um, and your husband, if you're married, could become an influential person in society. And not the person you're complaining to your friends about Uh, you guys don't do that (laughs) and there's a way to do that and it takes um, it takes wisdom and understanding amen so guys this this is one of the conferences you want to encourage your wife to come to and you want to help her in any way possible (laughs) for her to come and um, if you have children um you want to your wife to come and so figure out what's going on with the kids um the young ladies from 12 and older are allowed to come i think it's good information for them to know for their life and um so i just wanted to put a personal word in about the conference because this one i believe this year we said in this church we're going to build the strongest families that the world has ever seen and so it comes down to having wisdom and understanding And the Bible says that we die for a lack of knowledge. So we want to share with you what we know. Amen. And I still don't know everything that I'm going to share with you yet because I'm growing and God's going to show me new stuff. So I'm really excited about that. I always say, imagine how much I'll know this time next year that I don't know now. I always say that. And it's it's amazing what you find out the next year. And um, for me, Facebook is a good place to do those memory things, you know. I post scriptures and things and I go, wow, I know more about that now than I did last year when I posted this. That's what you want in your life, amen? So imagine a house where your children, whether they're grown or not, whether they're out of the house or not, your generational line can have influence on the earth for the kingdom of God and not for the kingdom of darkness. If they're not, if, if there's only two kingdoms to, to have influence for on this earth, that's it. You don't have your own kingdom. So they're not having influence over your kingdom. You understand? Your kingdom is within another kingdom. So your kingdom is either within darkness or it's within light. Well, you're, if you're saved and born again, it should be in light, but wouldn't it be great to know how that should operate? That's what's going to happen at this conference. Amen? You guys convinced now? All right, convince your friends, tell everybody. We usually pack the place out, so you want to you wanna get in early. Uh, we usually fill up, and we don't have space, so we want that again this year, amen? God bless you.
5: Good morning. God bless each one of you. And if no one told you yet this morning, Jesus loves you. Yes, and you can tell yourself that. Thank you, Jesus, for loving me. Jesus, I love you. Yeah, have that conversation. All right, next Sunday we have, it's the third Sunday, January 21st, is the third Sunday of January, and the women are used to this. We have a women's book club, and we're studying The Confident You by Dr. Fiona. So come on out immediately after service to 2 o'clock, and we provide a meal for you. Last month, the women participated in our youth podcast. So we are accomplishing new things within our women's book club. It was a great time. The great thing about our podcast is it's all audio, so the women don't have to be concerned about how they look. <laughs> uh, this year, the men are starting a book club simultaneously. So they are studying the Outdoorsman* that was written by Pastor Doug and De- Pastor Nelson, and they will be meeting upstairs. And this time the women are preparing their meal for them. So, you know, we're planting seeds because the men really know how to grill food. (laughs) So men, come on out to that. That's immediately after service, and we end at 2 o'clock. Okay, we have our regular... Activities through the week for our youth. On Tuesday, the middle school outreach happens at 125 here. The Palmyra Middle School students, we bus them in on our victory bus. And they come here for an hour of Bible instruction and lots of snacks. Promotes good conversation. And then Tuesday evening, we have our youth group. And that starts at 6 to 8 We've added a homework help in the beginning. If you want to come a little earlier, around 530, and do your homework here. And um, we do extend a little bit beyond 8 if it suits your schedule for extra small group discussion time. Wednesday is our Wednesday night refreshing. That happens at 630, and the refreshing gets deeper, wider, higher, longer, more satisfying and rich. You want to come and join that us on Wednesday nights. And then Thursday is our ministry to the elementary schools, two of them in our community, Northside and Forge, and that's to third, fourth, and fifth graders. So you're welcome to join us. Call the office, see how you can participate in that outreach. The students are receiving their very first copy of a Bible, They're finding out that God's word is all true and that Jesus loves them. We have many of them receive salvation, and then they take the good news of Jesus back to their homes and to their schools. And then Friday, ladies, it's woven. Our first woven of 2024. Women, we meet on the third Friday of the month. So this Friday, January 19th, six o'clock we prepare a meal for you and then dr fiona has a lesson full of strategy and wisdom and we change from glory to glory every level going forward with greater goodness and power and then the woven conference the early registration discount is until february 1st and that can be uh, purchased your tickets online and the bookstore, and the bookstore. And then I have a special note here about Missions and Commission Club. We call our mission outreach here the Commission Club, and there's many ways to give and participate. First of all, we want to announce that um, Uttermost Ministries, with Pastor Patty and and her husband James Akui, they have been here as guest speakers before, so some of you have met them. They have a South Pacific outreach to the islands of the South Pacific, and we are now, as a church, giving to them monthly, and we're hooking up with their vision. I think it's 30 Rama schools in 30 different islands. So this is awesome. I think they have four I think they currently have four, and they are movers and changers, so we want to hook up with them, and then Pastor Doug is going to Uganda this year and Kenya, and Dr. Fiona is going to Guyana for sure, and there might be more countries added as the year goes by. We have a plastic water bottle marked the Commission Club next to the giving podium in the hallway where it says, you know, your change to change the world. And then you can give online and set up automatic payments at our website, vcfpa.org. And you can also give by check. You can mark the memo commission club, and you can give in the bookstore with your card. These are ways that we here are reaching the entire world, with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And the Lord bless you.
3: A lot of good things happening here. And we're glad that you're here. Glory to God. We have a good group of kids this morning. So, we have our kids' life. That stands for kids living in faith every day. Kids' life. So, kids, we're going to dismiss you now and your teachers. So, have a good class. Praise the Lord. How many are excited about Jesus? Yes. How many are excited about his word? Yes. Amen. Well, we've been uh, doing a series called Building Strong Faith, and we talked about uh, the spirit of faith, we talked about um, different aspects of faith, and today we're going to discuss precious faith, precious faith, and uh, Pastor Nadine already addressed the giving, so as you give, you can give any time during the service. We have a wooden container there next to the bookstore, wooden container as you come in. Um, you can uh, make a check. If you make a check, out, make it to VCF. You can uh, go on our website, do it that way if you're watching. That's a good way to do it. We, we have a lot of people that utilize that. And uh, if you need to use a card, use it in the bookstore. And Father, it's just my joy and honor to pronounce a blessing of God on the givers and the gifts that they give into your kingdom and for your work because they love you. And Lord, I thank you that you promise a rich return to them. And Lord, we, we just give you honor and praise and glory uh, that you use us greatly in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, if you have your Bibles or devices or whatever you use, I want you to turn with me to the book of Second Peter chapter 1, 2 Peter chapter 1 and we're going to begin there hallelujah look at your neighbor and say you're in for something good today your faith is going to be fed it's going to become stronger and you'll able you're, you'll be able to do more things for God you know faith is not something faith starts off as a seed but it grows it starts off with the incorruptible seed which is God's word and it gets planted in a person's heart, but it doesn't stay small. It grows. It produces a harvest. Amen? And uh, as long as you feed your faith and water your faith and exercise your faith, it'll continue to grow. And you'll be able to take on greater challenges and greater things. All right? So Second Peter chapter 1, starting with verse 1, it says, Peter, Simon Peter, a servant... And an apostle of Jesus Christ to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. All right. So I'm just going to mention some aspects of this and then we're going to talk about this. Everybody say precious faith. Hallelujah. Your faith is precious. It's valuable. It's costly. Do you know that everybody that holds a Bible in your hand, you're holding a faith Mm mine? And you can extract faith because faith comes by hearing God's word. So faith, number one, is received. It's not earned. It's not purchased. But it is a gift of God. So faith is received. Number two, we're going to find out what precious faith is. What does that actually mean? Number three, it's of the same kind. We, t- we touched on that a little bit a couple of weeks ago when we said we have the same spirit of faith. Amen? Abraham didn't have a different faith than we do. Jesus doesn't have a different faith than we do. We have the same faith. It's of the same kind. It comes from the same material. It comes from the same source. It's about the same person. Okay? And then... Precious faith multiplies grace and peace. How many would like to see grace multiplied and peace multiplied? Could you use some more grace? Could you use some more peace? Yeah, in this crazy world, you need peace. Amen? And then we're going to see that uh, precious faith is backed by divine power in precious promises. Whoo! God is so good. And then uh, God calls us by his glory and his excellence. And uh, precious faith is braced on precious promises. You're going to get tired of hearing the word precious today. (laughs) And then uh, through his promises, we can escape the corruption that's in the world. All right? So I may not get through all of these today. So this this might be a two-parter. This is a double-double. All right? All right? So... Peter, inspired by the Holy Spirit, he wrote that he is writing to people who obtained, like precious faith, who have received. Amen? Amen. So faith isn't earned or purchased, it's given. And with a gift, you can either receive it or reject it. Can't really do anything else with a gift, right? You either receive it or you reject it. Okay? And uh, faith is a gift from God. You know, God expects us to have faith, but he gives us the faith that we need to have in him. Faith comes from God. Faith comes from his word. It comes from his heart. All right? The Bible is the only faith manufacturer in the universe. You can't get faith anywhere else other than the word of God. Okay? Okay? So, this word received or obtained, it means to obtain by lot. And he's not talking Abraham's nephew. You know, Abraham, he had a wealth of knowledge. You know why? He knew a lot. Now you're getting it. Hallelujah. The elevator's running to the top, just making sure. Glory to God. All right? So, it means to... This word emphasizes that salvation is, is given, right? It's a gift. It's it's received as an undeserved gift. Did we really deserve salvation? No, but God gave it to us because he loves us. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So love is the motivation of giving, okay? So go to Second Corinthians uh, chapter 4. Second Corinthians chapter 4. Why do we get into the Word? So the Word will get into us. If you want to change your life, you've got to change your information. And you can only change with the truth. And God's Word is the absolute truth. You believe that? Amen. The quicker you respond, the quicker I finish. No, just kidding. But it'll help. It'll help. I love to have fun. You know, church, I grew up as a young boy in a boring church. And when I went, to, I went to church every week and I fell asleep in church. It was boring until I met Jesus. And then when I met Jesus, I have never, uh, I've been going to church um pretty much all my life but when i met jesus he made it really exciting and interesting amen if you don't know jesus you can meet him today because he is the life of the party all right second corinthians chapter four verse seven i'm reading from the king james but we have this treasure in earthen vessels isn't it like almighty god he put his greatest treasure in an earthen vessel What's the earthen vessel? That's you and I. What are we made out of? Dust. Right? We are walking dust balls. But we're dust balls that have been breathed into by God. And God, God's breath makes us animated and alive. All right? Everybody say, we have. We have, we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency... Of the power may be of God and not of us. Whoo, glory to God. We ha- God put his treasure in us so that he gets the glory for the goodness. Every good thing that happens to your life, praise God for it. Every bad thing that happens to your life, blame the devil for it and praise God for changing it. Amen? We, we don't, I don't care what the devil is doing. Because he's defeated. I care what God is doing. And even if God does a little thing, I'm going to magnify that. If the devil does something, I'm just not going to say much about it. I'm going to say what God does. Amen? Okay? So, precious faith is received. It's not earned or purchased, but it's given. you got to receive it. All right? You receive it into your heart. You receive it, you take possession of it. You know, once a gift is transferred... The receiver now has possession of the gift, and they could do with that gift whatever they want, right? You got Christmas gifts this year, right? Hopefully. Right? I, I, I'm a practical giver. I like to give things that you can use. I'm not really a, a collector of things. I like practical things. I like gifts that I can. I'm wearing a gift that I got for Christmas. My vest. Amen? I like practical things. All right. Number two, what is precious faith? Precious faith. What is it? It's an object of substance not to be wasted or treated carelessly. So many people treat their faith carelessly. Some people think they can do without it. But if you do without faith, that's the only way that you can please God. The Bible says without faith, It's impossible to please God. And you've got to believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. How many believe that God is? He exists. There is a God. But he's also a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Well, that inspires me. I want to be a seeker of God. Amen? So precious faith, it's something that shouldn't be treated carelessly. It's elegant or refined behavior or language. Precious means it has a great price. It's valuable. It's honored. And we recognize the value of it. I recognize the value of the Word of God. Why? Because it produces faith in my heart. Amen? So precious faith is valuable, costly, expensive, priceless, important, dear, and loved. Now, it didn't cost you anything, but it cost God something. Amen? God gave us the greatest, most expensive, most valuable gift that we could ever have in his son Jesus. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. So precious faith, it's based on powerful promises. How many know that God is a man of his word? What God says, he will do. His character is not to go against his word. God will never contradict his word. Jesus will never contradict his father. The Holy Spirit will never disagree with Jesus or the father. They are all in perfect harmony and perfect agreement. So f- precious faith is based on powerful promises. Precious faith, it believes in a prominent person, a prominent, perfect person named Jesus. Jesus said, have faith in God, right? Your faith needs to be in God. Faith, having faith in God means you believe him, you trust him, you rely on him, you depend on him. How many know you, you, we can't live a life successful on our own? We can only live a successful life when, we're, when we partner with God and we put him first. Okay? So if precious faith is based on powerful promises. It believes in a prominent and perfect person named Jesus. It produces powerful results. When when you operate, I mean, a powerful result. Light be that was pretty powerful. God didn't use a clapper, right? Clap on, clap off. Remember that? That was clap the clapper. God chose to let things come into being by what He said. So, precious faith produces. Uh, powerful results, all right? If you're not producing results, you might want to check up on your faith. (laughs) Uh, I got to tell you a funny story. Um, Years ago, a minister by the name of Fred Price, he's in heaven now, but his son uh, runs the ministry in California, actually in uh, Los Angeles, Crenshaw Christian Center, Still in existence today, but he wrote a book called Faith, Foolishness, or Presumption. And uh, when I was growing up uh, in a church in Illinois, um, there were some single people. And uh, they weren't operating by faith, it was foolishness. They would reserve a seat next to them. And they would say, this is my, if it was a girl, they'd say, this is my boyfriend. I mean, the guys didn't really do, but some of the girls did, all right? This is my, this is my, my imaginary, listen, (laughs) you might have one in your imagination, but you got to bring them into the realm of reality, right? It's hard to go on a date with an imaginary person. (laughs) People think you're crazy. But they were thinking they were operating by faith, but they weren't. That was presumption. That was foolishness. You know, some people think they're operating by faith when they're not. Because it it, it disagrees with what God said. It's not in the Bible. One, one, One lady was arguing with a minister. She said, what you said is not right because that's not how the song says it. And the minister said, the song? She was putting a song Above the word of God. Amen? So it produces powerful results. Faith makes impossible things possible. Faith makes something impossible doable, achievable, haveable. I don't know if haveable is a word, but it is today. You know, sometimes preachers, they develop their own vocabulary at times. Precious faith pushes the natural boundaries, producing supernatural results. How many know precious faith has a supernatural element to it? That means it can override and go above natural limitations. Right? According to gravity, it's not natural for someone to walk on water. But when you're Jesus or you're Peter, who both walked on water, amen? Amen. That's that's supernatural. That's above natural limits. It's not natural for a dead man who'd been dead for four days to come out of the tomb, but Jesus stood and said, come out, and the dead man came out. That's supernatural. We have something that can override natural limits. That's precious faith. Amen? Y'all doing good? It brings supernatural results. It brings things that are invisible to the natural eye, Into the physical realm of reality. Hallelujah. Abraham had an invisible son named Isaac. He couldn't see him, but God said, You're going to have a son. And for 25 years, there was no evidence, there was no evidence that Abraham and Sarah could have a son. Their bodies had gotten past the realm of being able to have children and bear children and carry children. But God, Abraham, held on to that promise. He kept on what God said. He knew that God was able to perform what he promised, and he held on to it, held on to it, and eventually Isaac was born. When it was utterly impossible to... To accomplish. His precious faith did that. Amen? What can your precious faith do for you? Are you in a situation, maybe a physical limitation or a financial lack, and and you need God to intervene? Well, you got precious faith. Amen? And your precious faith is going to hear God's word. It's going to believe God's word. It's going to act on God's word. And it's going to see the result. Because that it works. Why? Because it's precious. Okay? So faith brings something from the invisible to the visible where it can be experienced. Amen? Hallelujah. Precious faith works miracles that make people wonder. Signs, wonders, and miracles. Amen? We have precious faith that can do that. Uh, Jesus, they need wine uh, it 's not my time yet, okay, but whatever he says, do it. You know you normally make wine with grapes or fruit right my my brother in law Cal, his father in New Zealand, he made his own wine, and he he 'd had twice the amount of fruit that the recipe called for. His wine was pretty potent. I did taste it when I was in New Zealand, but you don 't normally make wine. Without grapes or some kind of fruit. How did Jesus make wine? Water. Everybody say water. water. He didn't even have a fermenting process. His, the ferment, wine normally has to ferment, right? Over time. God totally superseded time. Water, wine, here you go. Boom. Yeah. Precious faith. Yeah. It, it, it makes people wonder. Where did that come from? How did that happen? How how did that man with the withered hand get a brand new hand? How did that man who sat uh, lame for 38 years get up and pick up his mat and walk home after 38 years? Amen. That's precious faith. Hallelujah. All right. Precious faith restores health, strengthens weak bodies. With divine strength and power, it saves people from sin and going to hell. Your precious faith is your get out of hell ticket. Hallelujah. I don't want to go to hell. I remember Evie, uh, was it, uh, yeah, Evie Hill. No? I I don't know, but he was a a, a black preacher, and he said, I'm going to give you three reasons why I got saved. Number one, I don't want to go to hell. Number two, I don't want to go to hell. Number three, I don't want to go to hell. (laughs) Amen? Amen. So your precious faith is your ticket out of hell. You don't, people don't have to go to hell. Right. Jesus made it possible. He gave us the way out. Get your ticket. And precious faith will resurrect you to abundant life. Amen? You know, the Bible has a lot of precious things in it. All right? There's things of heaven are precious uh god's word is precious now these are all scriptures i'm not going to give you the reference because of time all right god's mercy is precious how many experience god's mercy man that i wouldn't trade in mercy for nothing or for anything if you want to be correct about it i guess you know god's loving kindness is precious god's people are precious you know god considers you precious if you'd have been the only one on the planet, Jesus still would have done what he did. That's how, how, that's how precious you are to him. He made you in his image, in his likeness. That's how precious you are to him. Look at your neighbor and say, oh, you're just so precious. <laughs> God's wisdom is precious. A right tongue is precious. Lips of knowledge are precious. Uh, there's a treasure and precious riches. Uh, Jesus is our precious cornerstone, the firm foundation. He holds everything together. Everything hinges on Jesus. How about there's precious grace? The kingdom of heaven is precious. Um, Christ's name is precious. Uh, Jesus waits for the precious fruit of the earth. He has great patience for the precious fruit of the earth. That's what? People who haven't come into the kingdom yet. Amen? Um, Genuine faith is precious, and God's love is precious. So there's a lot of precious things, all right? So number three... Uh, This precious faith, Peter's told us this, it's the same kind. Like precious faith, we share the same faith. Amen. Say, I have the same faith that Jesus has. Yeah. It's not a different faith. It's the same kind as ours. Right? That means we have equal privilege. What kind of heirs are we with Jesus? Joint. Everybody say, joint. Joint. We are joint heirs with Jesus. That means whatever Jesus gets, we get. Whatever happens to Jesus, happens to us. If he overcomes, we overcome. If he wins, we win. Hallelujah. We are joint heirs with Jesus. We share in the inheritance. And there's plenty of inheritance to go around. Hallelujah. We have the same we have the same privilege and, and honor. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Yeah. We have the same faith that Jesus had, that, that Joshua had, that Esther had. It's the same DNA. Yeah. You know, there's something happens in the body of Christ. When you become a Christian, your DNA is also included in Jesus' DNA. Yeah. You you get a blood transfusion. You get a heart transplant. You get a new start.
1: Hallelujah. You get a new nature. It's a nature transplant. If anybody be in Christ, they are a new creature. You're a new creature. You got new features. Not physically, but spiritually.
3: On the inside, you look, you look good. Not, not that you don't look good on the outside. Amen? Say equal privilege. Say equal value. Glory to God. Same thing. Alright, go to Second Corinthians chapter four. You're right there. Look at verse thirteen. I touched on I, I, I preached a message on this a week or two ago. Notice verse thirteen, Second Corinthians four thirteen. We having not gonna get, but having. The same spirit of faith, according as it is written. Listen, Abraham didn't have a book, but he had God's voice. And God's voice is the same thing that is written on these pages. How did the words get on these pages? The Holy Spirit spoke to the men to write what to say. So these words are inspired by God. We having the same spirit of faith. Paul was inspired by the Holy Spirit to write this. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believed, and therefore I have spoken. We also believe, and therefore speak. Uh, all of our, everybody's faith comes from one place, the Word of God. Yes. Amen? Yes. Romans ten seventeen says, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. All right, let's go back to 2 Peter, chapter 1. Glory to God. It's good to know where these things are. Aren't you glad that we don't have to use scrolls anymore? Yes. Hallelujah. You know, turn to the scroll. You know, originally when the Bible was written, it wasn't written in chapter and verse. Translators did that so that we could locate things easily. And God wrote a book so that we know what to do, what to, we can, you know, every test in life is an open book test. Why? There's the answer, every answer of everything that you're going to face in life is already in here. God doesn't have to write a new answer. He's already written the answer. You know, God knew the end before the beginning, so he, he had forethought. It's like the writers of our Constitution. Man, they were inspired by God to write that document. 200 years ago or plus, they, they had some foresight. They had some revelation. They had some insight. And, and you know what? We, we ought to know our Constitution. Too many people don't know what the Constitution is because too many people are shredding it. By how they behave and what they say. Anyway, that's a whole nother conference. <laughs> but I'd encourage you to read the Constitution to know what it says. Uh, hallelujah. All right? So he said, Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith, get you some. Amen? Yeah. You need to get you some precious faith. Yeah. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbors, say, hey. If you don't have some precious faith, I know where to get some. I mean, come get some. Amen? Hallelujah. With us, now notice, through the righteousness of God and our Savior. Now, this is just verse 1. I haven't gotten out of verse 1 yet. That's how powerful the word is. So, precious faith comes by the righteousness of Jesus. Precious faith comes to us by the perfection of Jesus. Everybody say perfection. Oh, we can't be as perfect as Jesus. Really? Why not? I mean, we're not going to be like completely sinless like he was. We're not going to be omniscient, right? We're not going to be all powerful. But we can be like Jesus, can't we? We're supposed to be conformed to his image. He made us in his likeness he made us to be like him Jesus put on a flesh suit and he showed us how someone in a flesh suit should obey God and do God's will if you you've never walked in my shoes wait a minute Jesus did Jesus walked in your shoes he felt what you feel He's been through worse than what you have going through. If anybody can relate to your situation, Jesus can. He's been there. He did it. He got the resurrection for it. Amen. He didn't get the t-shirt. He, he, he got a robe. <laughs> he got a robe, right? So precious faith comes by the righteousness of Jesus. In other words, faith releases your divine rights. How many know you have some divine rights? As a child of God. My parents are Art and Barb Pishka. They're probably watching today. Hey mom and dad, how's it going? I could go home anytime. And I could go into the refrigerator. I could go into the cabinets. I could even use their vehicles. If I needed to and they were available, they wouldn't hold it back from me. Why? Because I'm a son. I have rights and privileges as a Pishka that people with another name don't have. Now, we have rights and privileges as children of God. Say, so I am a child of God. You know, God has the most children ever. And we never grow out of children stage. God, The, the Bible doesn't say God has a lot of adults. He says we are all God's children. Now... People who believe in Jesus are God's children. If you don't believe in God's, chi- if you don't believe in Jesus as Savior, you're not God's child. Right. I gotta make that distinction. Some people say, Oh, we all belong to God. Really? Jesus told a group of Pharisees, You are of your father, the devil. Whoa. You're not of my family. Jesus, Jesus was telling those people, You ain't, you don't have any of my traits. You don't have any of my blood. You don't have any of my characteristics. You don't act like me. You don't talk like me. You don't think like me. You don't behave like me. You're not of me. You are of the devil. You are of your father, the devil. Why? Because they acted like the devil. Mm. We're getting messy now, no. (laughs) So the righteousness is just being right with God, and it releases our divine rights. Amen? See, I have divine rights. How do you exercise, exercise your rights in the name of Jesus? See, the name of Jesus is the key to everything. The name of Jesus is the master key of heaven, and you have to know your authority in the name of Jesus. I remember when I was in uh, yeah, it was in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, the church that I grew up in in Illinois. They had a vision called Lost and Found Ministry, and the pastor's vision, he wanted to buy two Greyhound buses and go into the inner cities. Uh, The the town I grew up in is just a couple thousand people more than Palmyra. Uh, The the population of my hometown is about 10,000 people. It's a smaller community, farming community. It has some manufacturing, but a lot of farmland, right? And uh, it has rich black soil, flat not like the hills of Pennsylvania, but it's all flat. Uh, anyway, so I was in the service where they shared this vision. And in one night, they collected $40,000 to buy two buses. That was the first offering. So he bought two buses. And he, he fitted those buses with seats that could recline so that he could lie down. And he took people from that small town into places like Miami, Florida, uh, Fort Worth, Texas, Atlanta, Georgia, New York City. And we went to the worst, worst neighborhoods. So I was in Techwood in Atlanta. We had sirens over here, people running by with no shirts over here, a lot of chaos. So what we would do is we would set up music. We brought a sound system, and uh, the pastor's sister was the worship leader. Her name was (laughs) Tootie. And uh, we would set up music, and the musicians would play, and then we would cover two by two. We would go out and just talk to people. As people would come out to hear the music, we would just talk to them, usually about a two-block radius, right? And uh, there was this, this young Christian. He'd only been saved for a short time, so he didn't fully understand his authority. And he comes up to me, and he says, how are you with devils? I said, "Well, I've dealt with them." He says, "I got, I got something to show you." So I walk over to this place. It was like a, a corner, right? Like this corner right here, and there was an iron fence. It was like a, a high rise there, so people lived there, and it had an iron fence around. It. And there was this guy sitting like a little imp, and I didn't even. This is the Holy Ghost. I walk up to that place. I looked at that guy, and I pointed at my finger, and I said. Uh, in the name of Jesus, the devil's a liar. He goes, oh yeah? He said, I'm coming out there. So he comes out the front gate. He walks down the sidewalk. He's walking to me growling like a dog that has rabies. And uh, what are you going to do when someone's walking towards you growling? you got to know your authority in the name of Jesus. I started quoting scriptures that resembled that I knew that I had authority, right? There's no name greater than the name of Jesus. And, I, and he tried to kick me, right? His foot was, I'm, I'm telling you the truth, his foot was stopped in midair. That was probably an angel, Glory. right? And then we're going back and forth. I'm quoting scriptures, And then finally I said, in the name of Jesus, you need to go. He went like this. <sighs> and he didn't say anything. He just walked back. Went through the front gate and sat down behind the fence. Didn't say another word, but he just sat there. Couldn't do anything. Right? Because we have authority in the name of Jesus. You've got to know your authority as a believer. And it's not just good for demons, it's good for everyday living too. Amen? So we have this precious faith through the righteousness of Jesus. You know, righteousness of God comes to us by faith. Right? They're tied together. Okay? Now, let's go to verse 2, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 2. Hallelujah, we're making progress. Verse 2. <laughs> Glory to God. See, I have, I have. precious faith, precious faith. Just, like just like Jesus had. Yeah, you've got the same precious, valuable, costly faith that he had. Even Jesus said that the works that I do, you can do also. I'm gonna, I might get into that, but not today. Hallelujah. Okay, verse 2. With this precious faith, grace and peace be multiplied to you through the knowledge of God. How is grace and peace multiplied to you? Everybody say, through the knowledge of God. So the more you know about God... The more you know about his nature, the more you know about his character, the more you know about what he said, your your grace and peace will begin to multiply in your life. So knowing the word is the multiplying factor in your life, and it'll multiply grace, it'll multiply favor, goodness, power, ability. Grace is all that. Amen so he 's talking to people who have obtained like precious faith, and because you have obtained like precious faith, grace and peace are multiplied according to the knowledge of god so if you don 't know a whole lot about god you 're multiplying numbers very small. one times five is five, right? But if you know five things about God, five times five is twenty five, and one is greater than twenty five so the, the knowledge that you accumulate of God, it's not just head knowledge. He's not talking about having information in your head. He's talking about having a revelation in your heart. See, you, you've got to have revelation knowledge. Revelation knowledge is what you know about God is active on the inside of you. It's like a volcano. What's that? That's the knowledge of God in me. It's ready to explode to come out. Right? If if, if you find that you're in a time in your life, maybe you had a bill that came in and and you you don't know how you're going to pay it. The faith, faith, right? It's multiplying. It's ready to be released. In 2008, story day today, uh, something happened right here at the church. Gabriel was four. And... uh, I drove down to the end of the lane, and I was. I parked the car, and I walked across the street to get the mail. It was about noon. It was a hot day, and there was, on Ridge Road right here, there was lots of cars at the stop sign, right? There was probably, I don't know, a line of 10 or so. I walked across the street to get the mail. I had the mail in my hand. It looked clear, and I stepped, boom. I got hit by a van. The mail went flying. And uh, one of my friends said, Doug, um, I knew you were a strong man, but I never thought that uh, if it was between you and a van, that you'd put a dent in the van. <laughs> for, for the first time in my life, I was knocked unconscious, never been unconscious in my life. And I woke up wondering, why are my shoes off and where, why am I looking at the sky? because I was laying on a gurney in the middle of Ridge Road right here. So the police officer, bless his heart, he ran up the hill. He he was a little heavy set, so by the time he got to the top, he was out of breath. Dr. Fiona was in the church here. She was uh, in the office, and the police officer said there's been an accident. She thought it was a car, but it was a, a pedestrian. And so she came down. And she saw me laying, blood coming out of my mouth, right? And uh, I'm laying in the gurney getting ready to be put on the ambulance. And she comes down. God speaks to her on the way down, say, "God, God knows what's going on. God spoke to her and said, Doug's a man of faith. And so she, she, laid, she came in the middle of the street, kneeled down, laid her hand on my chest, and said, no broken bones, no head injuries, and no internal injuries in the name of Jesus. So they took me to the emergency room. And uh, they rushed me in. And because I swallowed some blood, let's just say I didn't hold it down well. That's all I'm going to say about that. All right? So in the emergency room, I just had to get a couple stitches in my elbow. That was it. I had no head injury. My mouth was just bleeding because I bit my tongue or whatever. And uh, I had no internal bleeding. And I walked out of that hospital 24 hours later. I had scrapes on my back. I was bruised up, but I walked out of that hospital. Now, here's the good part. Our bill... For 24 hours in the hospital, it was twenty four thousand dollars. We didn't have twenty four thousand dollars, but we had some faith. Yeah. Now, I, I will say this: in the process of that, a lawyer dropped off a package on my porch because they put my name in the paper. You know, uh, you might call him an ambulance chaser or something like that. <laughs> and, and but we felt led that not to sue but to trust God. Okay? And that's what we went with. We didn't know how God was going to work it out. We didn't know what God was going to do. We just knew God was going to handle it. Say, God God is able able to handle it. it. But we got to put, uh, we got to trust him with it. Well, it just so happened because I was a pedestrian that the insurance that we had on our car covered it as a medical expense. We didn't have to pay a cent. Can you say praise the Lord? Amen? So faith multiplies grace and peace in the knowledge of God. All right. Peter said in first Peter one two, he said, May grace and peace be yours increasing in increasing abundance. Everybody say increasing abundance. See, God loves multiplying. The very first words that he spoke to man in the garden was the blessing. He said, I bless you, may you multiply. Everybody say multiply. So God is a multiplier. He likes to, now, granted, zero times anything is zero. So you got to give God something to multiply. Amen. And uh, John, Jesus told his disciples, he said, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives, do I give it to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled or be afraid. Say, say, I'm not going to let my heart be troubled. How are you going to do that? You're going to have to know what God said about it. You're going to have to know that God said something about your situation so that you don't get your heart troubled. Because fear is a spirit, but perfect love comes in and casts out fear. Amen? And and go to 1 John for a minute. I'm I'm sorry. The Gospel of John chapter 1. And I'm almost done. John chapter 1. And uh, look at verse 14. Uh, Yeah, verse 14 to 17. John 1, verses 14 to 17. And the Word was made flesh... And dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father. Full of grace and truth. Everybody say full of. So Jesus is a distributor of grace. He's full of grace and truth. All right, verse 15. John bare witness of him and cried, saying, This was he of whom I spoke. He that comes after me is preferred before me. For he was before me. And of his fullness... Have all we received grace for grace, say out of his fullness, not out of our feelings, not from our situation, not from our limited knowledge, but out of his fullness, we receive grace for grace.
1: Out of the riches of God, out of the fullness of God, out of the abundance of God, we receive grace for
3: grace. For the law was given by Moses, verse 17, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 9. 2 Corinthians chapter 9. We're talking about precious faith. Valuable, costly, expensive faith. Amen? And we have it. Hallelujah. The minute you accepted Jesus Christ as Lord, an account in heaven was opened in your name. You didn't need to sign a document, you just need to have faith in Jesus. And God opened an account, and your account is attached to all the riches, all the goodness, all the stuff of heaven. All of God's power, all of God's love, all of God's faithfulness, all of God's ability, all of God's wisdom. And you can make a withdrawal on that account. The password is simple. J-E-S-U-S.
1: It's a universal password. Hallelujah. And you can access anything that God has. Anytime that you need it. Right here on earth.
3: Second Corinthians chapter 9. Look at verse 10. This is in the context of giving. Now he that ministers... Seed or supplies seed notice God supplies seed to sowers if you're looking for seed to plant from God he gives it to sowers so if you're not a sower what's a sower? a giver then you may or may not get seed alright he, he, he supplies the seed to the sower both minister bread for your food God gives you seed to sow plus he gives you bread for food Now notice, and he multiplies your seed sown. Say, God multiplies. multiplies. And increase the fruits of your righteousness. Multiplication and increase. He increases what? The fruits of your righteousness. And we have faith based on the righteousness of God. You see how it's all tied together? Hallelujah. All right? So... Our grace and our peace are multiplied through the knowledge that is the fuller, riper, more intimate knowledge of God. How many know there's, there's more things to know about God? There's no scholar on the planet that knows everything about God. It's impossible. No one person can know everything there is to know about God. It's unfathomable, but it is accessible. You may not get to the bottom of it, but you have access to it. Amen. Amen. And there's different dimensions of God's knowledge: depth, height, width, length. Right? There's different dimensions that we need to know. Okay. So, uh, and I'm going to finish with this today. This is my sixth point. Precious faith is backed by divine power. All right. Let's go back to Second Peter, chapter one, and I'm going to finish with this. I'm glad you didn't shout Amen on, on, on I'm going to finish with this. <laughs> no, that's okay. All right. Okay, so l- let me just read these three verses, 2nd Peter chapter 1. Simon Peter, servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them, say he's talking to me. Talking to me. Who have obtained like precious faith, with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ, grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now here's verse three. Look at this: According as His divine power has given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Here it is again, through the knowledge of Him that has called us. So we have we have uh, been given. Uh, divine power for life and godliness for your physical life and your spiritual life for the natural and the supernatural amen amen. you've been given so we we have the power that god gives us is backed it's backed by his divine power if faith comes from god then god guarantees faith god is the backer of faith that's why he will go wherever faith is. Jesus went with Jairus. Jairus came to him in faith, right? How do we know he came in faith? Because Jesus went with him. Okay? But while he's going to Jairus' house, a woman with tissue blood comes. She also has faith. Oh my goodness, is Jesus going to have enough faith? Is he going to have enough faith for Jairus and for the woman? No, Jesus has unlimited faith. And wherever faith is, he'll go. And it's not going to deplete his supply. Ooh, hallelujah. Jairus had faith, got his daughter raised. The woman had faith, got herself healed. Amen? And Jesus didn't even feel drained. He took care of two things at once. Amen? Hallelujah. Say, God goes wherever faith is. God respects faith. He celebrates faith. He cheers faith. He promotes faith. He's pleased by faith. So wherever faith is, he'll go. He'll show up. Amen? It doesn't matter if you're young or old. If you've got faith in God, you can do amazing things. Hallelujah. Glory to God. This is precious faith. Amen? hallelujah so according as his divine power mm, say it's by his divine power power. (laughs) paul came to the conclusion he said i'm not ashamed of the gospel of christ why it's the power of god the message is the power why because the message is jesus Jesus is the Word, and the Word is Jesus. So the message is Jesus. The message has some power. Paul said, don't put your faith in in the speech of man. Put your
1: faith in the power of God. Amen? I may not speak the best. I might not say the best. But put your faith in the power of God. The power of God is real. The power of God is available to us today, right now, in the name of Jesus.
3: Hallelujah. So... Through divine faith. Hallelujah. My goodness. Mm. So, according to the divine power, say it's it's about his power. It's not about your power. It's about his power. We have this treasure in earth and vessels. Why? So that the excellency might be of the power of God and not of us. Amen? Say it's up to God's power. (laughs) <laughs> and guess what? His power bill is paid in full. You know, we have solar power. So, 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 uh, no, I'm not saying it right. Our, we're powered by the sun. S-O-N. There you go. Powered by the sun. If, you, if you're feeling weak, just get in the light. You, You, you have a you have a solar panel within you called your heart. And even in a dark place, it can attract the light of God. Hallelujah. Amen? All right. And then finally, last point. So according as his, his divine power has given to us, not going to give, already been given. Say, it's already mine. I already have access to God's power. Okay? Then he says, who's called us by glory, virtue, verse four, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. We partake of the divine nature because of what God said we could have. It's based on the promises. What kind of promises? Precious promises, magnificent promises, incredible promises. God is good to his word. His promises are for today. They'll never fade. They'll never falter. They'll never fail. Hallelujah. But God backs all this up. He backs up his precious faith with his divine power. And we have been given precious faith, just like the apostles had, just like Jesus had. Just like the people listed in Hebrews 11 had. We have the same faith. We can do the same things. Amen. Amen. The, stay tuned till next week. We're going to continue this. Amen? Amen. But I believe that there's some precious faith in this room. Yes. And I believe that there's some people here that may need a touch from God. Maybe you need a, a physical touch. you got something going on in your body. Maybe it's something that you've been fighting for a while. Let's, let's get the victory on it. Yeah. Amen? amen? Today is victory day. Yeah. If you need healing in your body, if you want a closer walk with the Lord, if, if you need to uh, have revealed to you God's purpose for your life, amen? We just want to pray for you. I'm just throwing some things out here. But if you need prayer, you know what you need. I I know that God will meet the need according to His riches and glory. I know that God will put you over the top. I know that God will give you the victory. I know that God will change things, but He wants to touch you. And the way He touches you is through the laying on of hands. So if you need prayer for anything, come up right now. We're just going to pray for people and end our service today in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. God's a good God. He's a good, good God.
1: So everyone who comes up, you're coming up with the attitude and the expectancy to receive from God. Whatever it is you need, God can handle it. God can do it. God can bring it to pass. Hallelujah.